Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Good Thursday, one and all. Welcome to the program. Absolute delight to have your company. And if you're noticing, if you're watching us on the television side from wherever you are around the United States or around the globe, yes, I am on the road. Got into Scottsdale, Arizona last night. I actually flew into, into Phoenix and it was pretty late, so I can't report to you how beautiful it normally is to see this wonderful place, especially this time of year when the rest of the country is generally cold and covered with snow. And here it is sunny and beautiful. I couldn't see a thing. It was pitch black when I got here last night, and the sun is still not up over the mountains as of this morning as we come to you live. Uh, we're really excited about today's show. We're talking about a new initiative, and and I love when there are the initials as is the name of our show, Fairways of Life, right? Where it combines the the beauty, beauty of the game of golf, but also where people can go in the game of life. Because there is no sport, certainly not at the level of, of golf, which as you guys probably know that on a global scale, golf in terms of its total engagement is ahead of even the NFL, which blows people away, particularly those listening in the United States, because you know, the Super Bowl, they just had the ratings, what, 96 and change million people, almost 100 million people tuning into the Super Bowl. But then you think, well, wait a minute, on a global basis, uh, the game of golf is actually bigger because of that total engagement. So uh, on multiple different levels, I love the fact that golf is being measured correctly now in terms of its total engagement. And I mean measured correctly in comparison to how other sports are measured so that the, the, the measuring is the same. We used to measure ourselves just based upon basically core participation. And when you measure yourself that way, that's not putting you in the same ballpark as say major league baseball, or frankly, the NFL or NASCAR, because how many people have gone out and played hardball or driven a stock car or played football? Yet that was the only way that golf previously had been measured. Now it's being measured for its total consumption, which means anytime someone has a club in their hand and they're hitting a golf ball with it, which seems logical, right? But it's also in every other sense of measurement. Those are the people that engage in the game, whether you're watching it on television, whether you're buying a piece of apparel that's from a golf company because you think it's a really cool lifestyle, whether you're consuming someplace around the globe a show like this, which to that point, thank you. We, we can already see the numbers coming in this morning. Uh, we know that we have a sizable audience in Europe. And so I'm even farther from you than I was uh, uh, yesterday because of this live assignment that I have. I'm, I'm on assignment here for NBC and Golf Channel this week in Scottsdale. And you guys are going to see what we're doing on Golf Channel in just a couple of weeks. So uh, looking forward to the next few days because I love being out here and I love doing all the cool stuff that they let us do, but you'll find out exactly what it is in a couple of weeks when it airs on Golf Channel accordingly. Now, today we're going to be talking about Pebble Beach because play will get underway in just a few hours from now. I'm closer than I normally am to that event because out here in Arizona, but we're going to hear from check-ins from Patrick Cantlay and Will Zalatoris and McLemore as well. So we have uh, more coming up uh, on the on the show. So, and I'm very much looking forward to, to that uh, from each one of those individuals in terms of 
what their perspective is, particularly when you're talking about a singer, an entertainer, and the stage changes, one from where you're very comfortable in your own space to one where maybe you're not so much. And what exactly is that like? You can see some of the notables that will be participating today, including Phil Mickelson and Jason Day, Francesco Amolinare, David Duvall. Yeah, uh, John Daly, too, if you look right across at the other column, if you were on the TV side with him. Casey Fowler, McNeely, Furick, uh, Spieth. Cantlay, as mentioned, uh, Daniel Berger, Luke Donald. We, I just saw some really cool video from Luke Donald's Instagram of him hitting into the par five sixth hole. Just beautiful stuff. If, if we can load that, I'll show that to you too. Uh, Cooch, Homa, all amongst the notables. But I'll go through featured groups before we wrap up this morning as well and talk more about the tee times that lie ahead, as well as the weather at Pebble Beach because many times it is a story of the week. Now, the story of not only this week, but in the weeks ahead and in the months that lie ahead, and hopefully, in fairness, in the lifetimes that are, lie in prospect in terms of what they do career-wise, uh, we're absolutely delighted to welcome to the show, show today to lead off with Greg McLaughlin, who's the CEO of the World Golf Foundation in the first tee. And Greg and the PGA Tour Superstore are doing something different. It is... I think the merging of that, which I was talking about just a minute ago, where you've got all the virtues of the game of golf, and then you say, okay, how can we use this forum? How can we use the extraordinary people that make up this game? Whether we're talking about people in leadership positions in and around the game itself, like you know, I'll say all the GMs at, at the PGA Tour Superstore that are putting together these regional shows, 21 of them. Uh, I call them shows are really summit seminars, if you will, to to the fact that they're going to author blanks uh, Montana ranch at the end of the whole all these details. And yes, I'm broad brushing it because Greg is going to explain more to us. But it's about merging all of these ideals and the highest ideals of the game and how we can touch the lives of others. Greg is joining us live on this Thursday morning. Greg, there might be a little bit of a delay as I come back to you bouncing off satellites. How are you, my friend? Welcome. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Thank you. So the the fact that you guys decided to do this, this merging of the first tee and America's number one retail and the PJ Tour Superstore, who's also a partner with Fairways Live Show, which we're delighted about. But you guys were able to take this and say, okay, we're going to use this forum to touch and change lives. What are you guys doing? We've had a partnership with PGA Tour Superstores and Arthur M. Blank Family Foundation for many years. You know, Marth, Arthur has been a longtime supporter of First Tee, dating way back. And uh, in our collaboration and discussions really with Arthur, uh, we decided to create a leadership academy where uh, young people through the First Tee program will uh, participate actually at at up to 29 superstores, uh, either in person or virtually, along with the uh, team members from PGA Tour superstores and participate in a really a leadership academy. And of those kids that will go through that program, there'll be some 300 that will uh, uh, go through a about a five or six week program at each individual superstore. And then subsequently from that, uh, we'll have uh, 45 of them that will uh, attend a week long leadership uh, seminar and summit uh, at Arthur's uh, Ranch. So we're excited about that. That will be held later this summer, but it's a great program for us. And what we're really trying to do is 
give kids an opportunity to understand uh, not only about golf, but about life and mentoring and appreciating diversity and a lot of things that First Tee really stands for. So we're thankful to Superstores and and their leadership for uh, really helping us create this program. Awesome. Uh, Greg, when we kind of dig into the program itself and I realize, as, as you just outlined it, that this is an opportunity for you guys to expose kids to successful people, and this was their path, and this was how they did it, and, and to help instill that sta- same sense of conviction that you can be successful by your definition as well. What, how would you describe the interaction between these young First T participants and these speakers in a perfect world, the way you have it outlined, what will they be discussing with them? What type of people will be addressing the group? Uh, can you give us some more information in that regard? Yeah, so initially at, at the stores, it's it's going to really be the the team members, uh, the store managers and, and the executives really through PGA Tour Superstores that will be conducting the uh, initial wave of uh, leadership uh, and, and the conversations that the kids are going to be having. And, and it'll be a little bit of fun. Obviously, if you've been to a superstore, there's uh, golf is an integral part of really what they do. So it, it really, it begins there. And uh, the work that uh, PGA Tour Superstores really has done uh, with the first tee over the years, I mean, this isn't the first program that we've really done with them. They've done a lot of opportunities where kids come into the stores and they have an opportunity really to um, you know, talk about life and talk about their experiences. And and again, talking about the first D and our nine core values, which are an element. I mean, it's embedded really in what Superstores um, does and, and our partnership really with them. And then subsequently later this summer, we're really working on the details of what this, um, it, it'll be actually two one week sessions with um, 24 kids in each session that will come out of the Superstore program that uh, will be going on really through February and into early March. And and from that, uh, it's going to be a little combination of indoor and outdoor experience, but we're lining up what we think will be a really great group of uh, guest speakers. And and again, for us, it's, it's the kids uh, giving them an opportunity to really at a fairly young age, 14 to 17 year old uh, young people will be attending. So in that uh, challenging high school years, as we like to, to talk about and one of the goals of the first tee really is is kind of getting kids ready for high school. That's the first time in their careers where, you know, or their lives, I should say, where things change a little bit when you go to high school. It's a little bit of, a, of an eye opener. So part of what we're doing is is really helping kids, you know, in making that transition. But we'll have several guest speakers uh, that'll just talk a little bit about life. Uh, one of the things that, you know, has been a core uh, value and mission of the first tee is, is really appreciating diversity and and how that um, intersects in everyone's lives. So for us, it's uh, it'll be our first year of doing this, and we're excited about uh, what the program's really going to offer for these young people. When we talk about the core values of the first T, folks, just to, to review what those are, honesty, integrity, sportsmanship, respect, confidence, responsibility, perseverance, courtesy, and judgment. And it's interesting, Greg, to have you on today and to talk about something that you guys are doing in partnership with the PGA Tour Superstore and, and to hear you say it's, it's the first time because you guys have been around for a long time now, decades now. 
and you've touched so many lives with the first T that in reading those core values, immediately you can appreciate how important they are to anyone's life, but certainly to, to helping to shape the, the thoughts and minds of young people as they move forward in terms of the potential that, that they can accomplish in their lives. I think it's exciting that you guys continue to expand in your horizons, that, that you see these new opportunities, and that you continue to touch lives. I, I take it on some level, it, it's got to cause you to shake your own head with a, with a smile and go, can you believe that we're able to use the game of golf as a forum to touch all these lives, whether the kids are, are, are going to be a passionate golfer or not. It's about these core values. Not one of them says, you know, hit a, hit a seven iron straight at the flag. It's about much bigger things. Yeah, you, you touched on a, the key point, really, of, of what the first tee is all about. And next year will be our 25th uh, anniversary of the organization. And uh, you're right. I mean, the way kids learn today and what they appreciate and, and how you communicate with them is far different than what it was 25 years ago. And I think as an organization, you have to evolve and you have to continually kind of reinvent yourself to make sure that you're connecting you know, with young people today. Uh, and as you said, it, it really isn't about the score. It's what you get from the game of golf. And golf is really the uh, attraction to get kids to come in the door. And, and for us, it's really about, you know, teaching them, you know, the nine core values, which has been a bedrock of this organization, you know, since inception. And it's then how that translates into the classroom, because that's essential. I mean, look what's going on in the world today. And, you know, they're talking about the millions and millions of kids that haven't been in school since uh, last March, March of, of, yeah. of 2020, and the impact and, and how that's going to affect young people either, you know, throughout as they matriculate, you know, through high school and, and through college. And, you know, for us, we're trying to play a small part in, in being able to continue to promote our programs and have that translate back into the classroom for kids. It's unbelievable. Uh, Greg McLaughlin is the CEO of the World Golf Foundation and the First Tee. Now, where you're broadcasting from this morning, uh, I take it that you're in your den or in your office uh, in the house. Over your left shoulder, it, it right. appears to be, I think that's a picture. <laughs> that's not a painting, right? Could you tell us what that is? Uh, yeah, so I'll just give you a little better look maybe. that That is, uh, in my former life when I was working for Tiger, that is the um, opening tee shot, I believe, uh, at the uh, newly renovated uh, 10th hole at Congressional Country Club in 2007 when we launched the AT&T National. So that's, uh, yeah, that's the shot, and I believe that's Kevin Stadler actually with him. That might have been Saturday's round on second thought because it looks like they're playing in twosomes. Uh, but that was the view there from uh, the 10th hole. Uh, which is a par three at, at Congressional, and we kicked that off for, for Tigers. And then there's Bill Clinton, actually, over my, my shoulder right there when we opened uh, <laughs> Tigers uh, uh, Learning Center in 2006. So, yes, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm home today for our uh, 8 a.m. Uh, Zoom call. I love it. I absolutely love it. And there, <laughs> there was a reason that I went down that road with you. One, because, I, I'll tell you the truth. I got to ask Dom about this. I think we may have just come up with a new show where we where people give us a tour through their office with re really cool things because I know there's more knickknacks there than we even went through. But the reason why I asked you that question was you called it a former life and you're working with Tiger Woods, right? And I know exactly where that photo was taken at Congressional too because you were up on the platform of the, the clubhouse right. here. Yeah. But here, 
here you were with Tiger in that former life. Now you're touching lives as the CEO with the first T and everything you're doing with the World Golf Foundation and the Hall of Fame and all the rest that goes into it. Are you at a point right now, Greg, where you are incredibly fulfilled by what the first T is doing because of the way that you're able to impact and help shape the lives of these young people? Because this is a return, as I mentioned, that's about so much more. This now goes forward. What's it? Pay it forward, I guess, you, to coin the phrase. They, this is about paying it forward. We're talking about decades and decades and lifetimes in, in really defining and changing paths. Uh, I would say, uh, well, I mean, are you ever fulfilled? You know, my answer, I guess, would be no. Um, I, I would say that, you know, we're at a uniquely pivotal time right now. We're transitioning and we came out with a new brand uh, after 24 years. You may have seen our new uh, marks. You know, we had the same logo literally for, you know, 25 years and we tried to make it a little more youthful and young and kind of fun, you know, for kids as part of it. And, and that's just one step. You know, we've been undergoing probably a maybe a two-year uh, curriculum uh, reevaluation and how we're going to connect through kids, you know, with more technology. So I, I would say we're we're at a point where where we're continuing really to evolve. And it was what I alluded to earlier that you have to reinvent yourself, you know, to connect with you know kids today and make sure that you're being able to uh, drive. Um, their passion for something and and continue to get them uh, to engage with your program. I mean, there's a lot of, of different opportunities for kids today and and they're overwhelmed by the noise and, and the communication and, and how they communicate uh, either with themselves or with others. So for us, it's it's your we're really just trying to get better, you know, every single day. And, and we're also trying to increase our our reach really more in, in underserved, you know, communities and, and, and kids that have been underrepresented, you know, the first he's done a great job for a long period of time. And my predecessor, Joe Barrow was a leader in doing that. And, and we want to continue to promote that as well. Do you ever speak publicly in terms of, I mean, we, we just saw the graphic on there about you guys touching the lives of 3.8 million kids every year. Do you have a number in mind when, when you think just like pie in the sky, this is how big I'd like to see this under my tenure? Well, we've reached about 15 million kids since inception of the organization. And, and I think probably the next goal would be to, you know, try and get it to, to 25, you know, is, is, is an aspirational goal, I think, for us. But for me, it's more about the connections and it's making sure that that retention. So kids are in your program longer, what they're taking away from it. You know, we created a college scholarship program, uh, literally in, in 2020. Ironically, the pandemic uh, came with a college scholarship program and we awarded, you know, nine scholars. Three of them were first generation and they're going to Yale and Harvard and Duke and Georgetown oh. and several other really great, great universities. But what we found in a short period of time was, you know, we're getting kids, you know, through high school and, and most of the kids, you know, need help and, and uh, a leg up uh, from a, either academics or mentoring or some type of help through college. It isn't always money. A lot of times it's just resources to be able to help them as part of it. So uh, we felt that that was a, an added need for our organization. And, and again, we're just, you know, continuing 
to try and 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 get better and provide uh, added support. You you may know Matt in in 2019, you know, we moved the the first tee under the PGA Tour and and uh, created a separate 501c3, which is the now the PGA Tour First Tee Foundation. So under Commissioner Jay Monahan's leadership, who's our chairman of our board of governors, uh, and Tim Fincham, who was the creator of the First Tee, now is our vice chairman. We have a, what we think is a stronger partnership because we're, we're really being helped and, and uh, partnering with the PGA Tour. So we think it's going to be another added lift for us over what's hopefully the next 25 years of this organization. Love it. Firsttea.org, folks, is where you get more information. Now, Greg, is that where people can get more information on the First Tea, the, the Leadership Academy, and maybe they're interested in getting involved, either helping out or they've, they've got someone in their community or in their family that they want to be a part uh, of it? Where can, uh, is that the best place to go? Yep, that is the best place to go. And, and you'll also find information about our 150 chapters uh, uh, with 144 of them domestic, six international. And last year we announced uh, moving to Canada through a partnership with Golf Canada and uh, RBC um, event there. So we're excited actually about Canada. Hopefully we'll be able to get in uh, to the country at some point this year yeah. and, and start our programming. But we've had a great relationship with Golf Canada and, and we're excited about our six international chapters as well. Cool. But just before we let you go, take a minute here and, and talk about what's going on uh, with, with the World Golf Hall of Fame as well. My hope, as you well know, is that it will one day become a destination just like Cooperstown for everybody that loves the game of golf. It's a place that you have to go to honor the greats and to celebrate the same. How are things going and what lies on the horizon there? Well, uh, from a tourism standpoint and, and activity, you know, we were uh, – shuttered like a lot of museums uh, in and around, you know, 2020, you know, throughout the pandemic, but the balance of the year actually, you know, turned out, um, you know, very well from an activity standpoint as people stayed close to home and, and they were able to come and, and see the museum uh, in, in St. Augustine. We uh, announced that we're going to be doing our induction ceremony, which uh, features uh, Tiger Woods, uh, Tim Fincham, Susie Maxwell, Burning and Marion Hollins. Uh, during the Players Championship in, in March of you know 2022, we had originally scheduled it for 21, but in light of where things stand and, and having a great gathering, we decided to move it you know to 22. So we'll be excited. It'll be neat for Tiger and, and Tim uh, to have an opportunity at the Players uh, you know to be celebrated. And then in 23, our plan is to come back. That will be the 50th anniversary of the Hall of Fame. So we'll come back in the following year and. I think we'll have a great class in, in 2023 as well. Absolutely love it, Greg. Thank you for all the time that you've given us this morning. I know I kept you longer than you were probably expecting, but I was fascinated by the conversation. Wish you guys the very best with the Leadership Academy. I'm glad what you guys Thank are you. doing on every level. It's awesome. But mostly today, I appreciate the time and the insight that you've given us. Well, enjoy uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale area. I was there uh, two weeks ago, so you're in a, in a great place for golf uh, and one of our fabulous chapters we have there as well. So thanks and be well. Thank you. Good luck with everything. That was Greg McLaughlin joining us, who is the CEO of the World Golf Foundation and the First Tee, as you heard him talking about things going on at the World Golf Hall of Fame and everything going on at the First Tee. FirstT.org is the website there. Now, as to the PGA Tour Superstore, you heard us discussing at great length, PGA Tour Superstore.com is where you can get all the information on America's number one 
golf retailer, everything that you could possibly be looking for in the game is somewhere underneath their roof. And it's staffed by experts, experts. They're going to help you find what's perfect for your game. Not everybody that is engaged in golf retail is backed by experts. These are people that will make sure that what you need is exactly what you will get. And that is the case with the Fairways of Life show. When we come back from this break, we're going to be talking about things going on at Pebble Beach today in some detail, whether always a great measure at Pebble. Will it be one this week and this day? We'll have that news for you and much more, including the PGA of America allowing distance measuring devices, a Hall of Famer, a legend coming back to play again. Really? That and more after this. It's Fairways of Life Worldwide. Golf plans changed? We're here for you. Drive in, fly in. French Lick Resort is the perfect spot for your next golf getaway. Our Donald Ross and Pete Dye courses have hosted majors since 1924. Our historic hotels are top flight as well. And know that keeping you safe in this era of COVID is also important to us. Go to FrenchLick.com. Play legendary golf this year. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip that's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain in the golf course? 
You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday as we are broadcasting live today from Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm obviously set up in the hotel room with all of the equipment. Thank you to Greg for giving us so much time this morning. I love what they're doing. I've, been, I've always been a huge fan of the first tee because I love the fact that you can take the virtues of the game and you can impart it into other human beings without maybe them even being golfers. I know that sounds odd, but that's the beauty of what the game of golf does. And when you consider the fact that, you know, for years now, the game of golf has done more using it itself. It's for you guys, really. It's, it's about it, raising money for charity as well. And it's to the tune of, of $4 billion on average per year. And there is not another major sport that you can look to and say they're having this kind of impact. It just isn't. Because when, when these events are in, you know, last week it was, it was here at, at – uh, TPC Scottsdale, when the PGA Tour was here, the impact of these events in the local community, we're talking about the economic impact because of all the people that are staying and eating and, and, and going out and buying drinks and doing all the things that they do that, that has a massive uh, impact on, on the commerce of a region. But each of those organizations, whether we're talking about the Thunderbirds or what have you, do things in their communities to make their communities better. So that with this massive circus that is a traveling tour that goes all over the country. And if you want to take a look at, at golf at large, and you're talking about the European tour and it goes all over the world and all the rest, the LPGA, the uh, what's more, the corn Ferry tour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they, they leave these seeds in, in their local community that continue to foster and to grow, which is exactly what the, the first tee is all about in, in a way that we went through those core values with Greg, which I think are important for all of us to hear, uh, maybe for, for our own sake too, but certainly for young people and helping to guide them into finding pathways into life and finding pathways into success. And I, I always think that finding success, and, and maybe this is now tapping into some way my, my, my being an author for Chicken Soup for the Soul, and that if you listen to successful people, right, their life story, and, and look at what they have done, uh, you can see some of the featured groups coming up for, for Pebble today on, uh, on the screen if you're with us on the TV side as I'm chatting with you too. And I want to go through that a little bit. But if you seek out successful people, to me, success is a bit like a recipe. And what I mean by that is, is that if you follow the example of other successful people, the foresight, the discipline, the work ethic, all the things that successful people have done, and you'll find that there are common themes amongst them. Nonetheless, when you create your dish of success, it will be unique to you just like anything else because there are elements of, I, I, like, I, I like the 
the recipes that instead of measuring something precisely, they'll say a dash of this and a dash of that. Good. What's your dash? How do you change the path that is unique to you? Uh, But I think that exposing young people to the ideas that they can be successful, that they don't have to be somehow a victim of circumstance, that, that they can define their own path is absolutely brilliant and so powerful. So I'm delighted that that this initiative is is being undertaken, uh, specifically the the leadership academy between the First Tee and the PJ Tour Superstore, but more in general, the fact that the First Tee serves as a vehicle to help get a message to young people that there's so much more that they can be doing. I, I just think it's absolutely amazing. So some of the news items that are going on around the world right now, uh, the PGA of America has decided to allow the use of distance measuring devices. This is from their website, and I'm, I'm quoting. You can, you can see my eyes divert as I read the following. PGA of America today announced that beginning in 2021, the use, 2021, uh, the use of distance measuring devices will be allowed during competition rounds at its three annual major championships, the PGA Championship, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. Uh, Jim Richardson, the president of the PGA of America, is quoted as saying the following, we're always interested in methods that may help improve the flow of play during our championships. The use of distance measuring devices is already common within the game and is now part of the rules of golf. Players and caddies have long used them during practice rounds to gather relevant yardages, end quote. And with the announcement, the distance measuring devices used by players and or caddies in the PGA of America events will need to conform to the rules of golf regarding their use and performance. That is rule 4.3a, paragraph 1. It is distance and directional information allowed. Getting information on distance and direction, such as from a distance measuring device or compass, not allowed. Note, measuring elevation changes or interpreting distance or directional information, such as using a device to get a recommended line of play or club selection based on the location of the player's ball. Uh, The policy will debut with the 2021 PGA Championship, which will be played at the Ocean Course at Kiwa Island in South Carolina on May 17 to 23. The PGA Championship perennially features the strongest field in golf based on the official world golf rankings. So they write. So a big change there. There has been some players that I saw in the hours after the announcement weighing in on one side or the other. I saw Benny on uh, where somebody was speculating that it would actually increase the pace of play. And he came out with, uh, he didn't actually use the F word. He, he used just the first letter. And then from there, he had some dash marks, and he said a big no with an exclamation point after that, which I thought was interesting, thinking this is coming from a prominent worldwide player saying that it's going to add to the amount of time just to give some balance to the story in terms of what we're hearing. Now, as I was talking about Greg there and the game of golf at large and its virtues and impacting lives, you may have also seen the featured group coverage. Uh, If you go to PGATour.com, they do a great job of breaking down the featured group. So I want to go through that for you today. And then they take their experts, Ben Everill and Rob Bolton and Cameron Morfitt, and get their respective comments as follows. Here's what I'm talking about. Uh, Today's uh, first featured group, Jason Day, Siwoo Kim, and Patrick Cantlay. And they write, Jason Day has seven top six finishes uh, from 11 starts at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Without winning it, he enters off the back of two missed cuts. What chance do you give him uh, that he finishes above Cantlay and Kim this week? And do you give him that hope 
can he actually win? Ben writes, those who know me know I'll never write off Jason Day. I know that he will win this tournament one day, and given what we just saw from Brooks Koepka's win off the back of three missed cuts, I would not be surprised to see Day win it all this week. I'd say he's right in the thick of things on Sunday and expect Cantlay to also be there, but it's time for an Aussie win, Ben writes. Rob writes, Day can't win if Cantlay wins because Dustin Johnson withdrew. Cantlay rises from number two in the power rankings to supplant DJ as a de facto top dog. There's no reason not to stand by that despite Day's fantastic track record there. Remember, Patrick Cantlay, you're going to hear from coming up on this morning's Fairways of Life. Cameron writes, I didn't uh, recognize the bearded Day when I saw him at TPC Scottsdale last week, and I haven't recognized his game lately either. I know Jason is going to shake this slump eventually. And he has a great record at Pebble Beach, but I still like Cantlay to finish ahead of him this week. Next grouping, Jordan Spieth, Nick Taylor, Ricky Fowler. Jordan Spieth thrilled plenty with a Saturday 61 at the Waste Management Phoenix Open last week and had a chance on Sunday only to falter. He moved to 11th in the FedEx Cups uh, points with his tie for fourth result. Will he make the Tour Championship this season? Ben writes, yes. He says, I went on record at the start of the season saying I expected this to be the rebound year for Spieth, and I'm not backing down now. Look, he was erratic again at Phoenix, which is why he didn't ultimately win, but he also showed the magic. When the fans return, he will find more energy and continue the resurgence. Here's hoping he's in the mix this week. Bolton writes, easy now. Pump those brakes. The 61 was special and unrepeatable. All it did was exempt him into next week's Genesis and at the buzzer to qualify via the modified FedEx Cup points list from the beginning of the 2019-2020 season. Even if he was, say, 20th entering the playoffs judgment for a return to East East Lake will require real time form more than anything that he did in one magical day in early February. A uh, Cameron writes, people forget that Jordan made the FedEx cup playoffs for the eighth straight time last season. It's not that he hasn't been able to break an egg, but I'm not prepared to get to say that he'll be in the top 30. He's still too wild off the tee and he admits it. That said, I expect he could play well again this week. In fact, my new rule of thumb for Spieth is to expect him to play well in tournaments that have been good to Phil Mickelson. Their games, erratic off the tee, solid iron play, magic around the greens have never looked more similar. Isn't that a fascinating connection that we made just there? PJTour.com is where you can find that information. When we come back, we're going to talk about the information of where you can find the coverage this week of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and we're going to hear from some huge names in the field. The Fairways of Life show is worldwide. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses, and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. 
It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices paint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Golf plans changed? We're here for you. Drive in. Fly in. French Lick Resort is the perfect spot for your next golf getaway. Our Donald Ross and Pete Dye courses have hosted majors since 1924. Our historic hotels are top flight as well. And know that keeping you safe in this era of COVID is also important to us. Go to FrenchLick.com. Play legendary golf this year. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Just hit play. Isn't that beautiful? That's Luke Donald at the par 5-6 at Pebble. That's actually from his Instagram. And his swing is so smooth, even in slow motion, you might think that that's its actual speed. All right, so coverage today of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Remember, it is not a Pro-Am this year. They had a special event yesterday with some celebrities, but there you can see it. It comes on the air on Golf Channel at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time as well. And then over the weekend, it's split between us and us on Golf Channel at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. on NBC. Sunday at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and 3 p.m. once again on NBC for your coverage of everything that, that will be going on on the PGA Tour out at beautiful Pebble Beach. It is a special place. Uh, the weather was looking good. The, I, I was looking at it before we went on the air today, and it looked like, let me see... 56 degrees. This is what the official forecast is for today. Cloudy with occasional rain in the afternoon, high of 56. 
Winds light and variable. Chance of rain will be 80% later on. Uh, tomorrow, again, it's not very warm. It's, it's a high of 56 all week. But tomorrow will be, they list it as partly cloudy, but if you're an optimist, it's, it's, that means that it's partly sunny as well, right? So that will be the case. Now, in terms of the tea times, we start this morning. This is local, Pacific time at 8.30 a.m. Off the first tee with Rory Sabatini, Cameron Tringali, and Josh Teeter. Off the 10th at the same time, Brian Harmon, Matt Jones, and John Senden. Uh, David Duvall will be going off at 8.41 off the 10th. He'll be playing alongside of our friend Mark Hubbard and Doug Gim. Uh, Joel Damon, ironically, will be going off number one. I say ironically because Mark and Joel were rooming together the last time Joel was on the show. Uh, He'll be going off at 8.41, Will Joel, with Scott Brown and Cameron Piercy. Uh, Just kind of cruising through some of these times. Uh, J.B. Holmes, Nate Lashley, and Austin Cook at 9.03 off the first tee. A Hunter Mahan is in the field. He'll be teeing off number one alongside of Ricky Barnes and Tom Hoagie. That will be at 9.14 a.m. local. The coverage on PGA Tour Live will be starting earlier today. Uh, I want to make sure you guys know that as well. There you can see it, 11 a.m. Again, this is Eastern time. Hate to be jumping through time zones, but we have to because of the massive uh, format that all of this is on. 11 a.m. Eastern time will be the start of PGA Tour Live. PGA Tour Radio will come on at noon. Uh, Same schedule tomorrow, 11 a.m. and noontime, respectively. A Saturday at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for the radio, and Sunday at 10:20 a.m. for PGA Tour Live, and then the radio will be on at 1 p.m. If you are just joining us, uh, just letting you know, I'm on the road uh, this week. I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona, on assignment for NBC and Golf Channel, and you will be seeing the fruits of our labors coming up in just a couple weeks down the road. I'll make sure that you know uh, when it is airing, so that you can you can see exactly what we did while we were out here. Uh, that lies before us right now. I'm just waiting for the sun to come up and be able to see this very beautiful part of the world that you got a little glimpse of last week during the Waste Management Phoenix Open, but I'm going to be getting a glimpse of it from another golf course and looking at these beautiful mountains here in Scottsdale. I cannot wait. I couldn't see it last night because I got in too late. It was pitch black, and it was it's still dark throughout the course of more, most of the show this morning as we broadcast to you from the hotel. Now, Patrick Cantlay, as you just heard when we were talking about featured group coverage from that PGATour.com article, uh, is, as it was put by Rob Bolton, the de facto uh, one leading candidate to win this week. Okay, that's fine, and I understand why he's being uh, judged as such because sports odds and betting and all the rest that goes into it right now with the modern game. So the first question for Patrick Cantlay when you assume such a position is, how are you doing? How is the game? Yeah, my game's been good. Um you know, obviously how I played my last round on tour was uh, unbelievable. Even, uh, you know, I was I was a little surprised that I was able to shoot 11 under on that golf course. Uh, but I think it bodes well for the future. Um, and my game's in a really good spot. My processes are all really good. And if I can make a bunch of putts like I did on that Sunday, uh, look out. Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown. I hope... Uh, the AMs are able to come back soon, and it might maybe the only time they play this tournament without the AMs uh, in my lifetime. So uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, it'll be a little less hectic. It does get a little crazy out here with 300 or so uh, competitors playing. So it should it should it should be uh, it should be okay if it's just one year, um, and uh, we'll see how Pebble and Spyglass do 
uh, with no Monterey this year? That's a good question. I think maybe weather has a big part to do with it. And then also the upcoming schedule, I think, maybe has the biggest, the biggest issue to do with it. Um, I think the next three tournaments are L.A., which is obviously a big tournament at Riviera, and then the WGC, and then Bay Hill, and then maybe the Players' Championship, I think, is right. So those are four big tournaments, you know, all in a row, and you just can't play all of them. Um, so for me, I decided to play here, and I'm not going to play Bay Hill. Um, so it worked in my schedule for that reason. But if I was going to play Bay Hill, uh, it, would, it probably wouldn't make sense for me to play here. So i got to imagine that scheduling and weather, probably more scheduling than anything else, had, had the biggest factor to do with that. All right, so that was Patrick Hantley. That last comment he was talking about was the strength of the field this year and, and where it's hit in the schedule there. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen with some big events and some of your favorite events in terms of where they fall in the schedule and in the calendar and what other events players are trying to, to preserve energy for, et cetera. It's just the nature of where the game of golf is right now with so many events on the global calendar. I mean, look at last week with, with the fact that the event was in Saudi Arabia and Dustin Johnson was scheduled to play at Pebble Beach and then he withdrew from Pebble Beach. And it, again, as I said yesterday, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what he's doing. He's tired. He just He's coming off a win. And so... He wanted to preserve some of his energy for for the sprint that is ahead that is the game of golf. Because remember, not only do we have – we're talking about the wraparound season schedule that is the PGA Tour. So there's six major championships inside of this one season. Talk about that historically. Plus you've got the Players' Championship. Plus you've got the playoffs. Plus you've got – uh, just outside of it, a Ryder Cup, plus you've got the golf back in the Olympics. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it, it will be a tiring year for the players. There is no doubt on top of everything else that they have to deal with about COVID, which incidentally, there's news about that as well. Padraig Harrington has been diagnosed positive as COVID, so he is going to be in his uh, isolation. And I was just thinking, geez, if you could if you could pick a place to to have to quarantine the Pebble Beach area, Monterey Peninsula, is a pretty good one to to hang out, but we wish uh, him the very, very best. Also, news that came out about uh, a Hall of Famer in, in Annika Sorenstan. She's back in action. The LPG event, remember the LPG added an event at Lake Nona? Well, she's playing in that event. And I'm not talking about like it was at the Tournament of Champions where she was part of the celebrity field. She's playing in earnest. Now, why not? This is literally her backyard. This is her home course. She'll be joining so, us on So I Friday, think it's incredibly... Man. Exciting. Oh, and Dom just told the breaking news. Yeah. So you can ask That's her great, specifically Dominic. about that instead of speculating. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I don't know how you pulled that off. I didn't realize that before we went on the air, but good job that you got. Uh... Well, I don't just sit here. I don't just sit here in this chair. Really? I'm usually doing something. Yeah. No, I do stuff. Oh. It doesn't look like Andrew I do stuff, I but both... I do stuff. <laughs> Andrew and I are both shocked right now. Absolutely shocked, even out here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm looking forward to Annika joining us on, on Friday. I'm also looking forward to you guys joining us when we go to the French Lick Resort. We made that announcement yesterday, and it went crazy. And from what I understand, we're like three-quarters of the way full already on that trip. But fairwaysoflife.com, what Andrew just put up on the screen and he's scrolling through right now, uh, you can see that all the details are there and you can see everything that is on offer, including those two incredible golf courses and the Pete Dye and Donald Ross variety, but also everything else that they have to offer all the amenities. And you can see the fancy meals down there. We're going to have a couple of those. We, we like to have the banquets that are special and different 
It's not just about a box lunch or, as they say, a reception. Uh, it's about actually sitting down with people and enjoying a, a full-blown meal. And one of the things we tried to do with this is you guys know when we do these trips, we do them with our partners and we do them to say thank you to them and to you. So there's no profit built into them. And so we were very cognizant on this one of trying to make sure that everything that we did was of the greatest value possible so that you guys are coming out of COVID and I realize that it's been a crazy world for a lot of people and we want to make sure that this one is, is within reach of as many people as possible. So fairwaysoflife.com to get the details of our trip to the French Lick Resort and it's going to be on the other side, pray, of when everybody gets uh, their vaccines. We're going to do it late in the middle of the summer to almost into August so that we did that deliberately to try to get as much time as possible. And I love this video that, that Andrew's rolling here because that's not taking, that's not me flying out to, to Phoenix yesterday, taking from the window. That's actually the valleys below the golf course. You can see in that shot, the different holes and we're so high up there that the clouds have settled into those valleys. And that's what it looks like at sunrise. And it's absolutely incredible. Now, as you guys know, and, and we had this this gent on the show recently, we like to feature young players on the Fairways of Life show that we think are going to ascend into great things. We hope the same for, for all of them, but when we have an opportunity to speak to them, we like to find out where did you come from? How did you get into the game? What's your philosophy moving forward? How do you view yourself on the stage that you're now on? So Will Zalatoris is starting to get a great deal of attention, but the first step for any young tour player is to try to figure out who you are going to be. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your energy? How do you manage where, when uh, you're going to make your commitments and with who? So for Will Zalatoris, that was step one. And the question is, how is it going? Yeah, it's basically, you know, over the past two years, I started working with Troy Denton and Josh Gregory, and they've been great friends, obviously phenomenal coaches in their own right. But um, they've both taught me really how to be a professional and how to um, kind of manage, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday a little bit better. Obviously, you know, we, as an amateur, you are preparing for Thursday through Sunday, but knowing how to prepare, how to get ready for each golf course, each golf course is obviously a little bit different. Um, and kind of just knowing, um, you know, where I'm at, where, you know, what are things that I need to fix? And, you know, I've said it before that, um, you know, it's my goal probably about a year and a half ago is to understand my golf game a little bit better. Um, you know, how can I turn maybe a missed cut into a made cut and make the most of it? And, you know, I think San Antonio for me from the Corn Ferry Tour last year was probably the most evident where, um, you know, I had a terrible first round, made the cut on the number and turned into a top five. And that's the difference. Um, you know, maybe I wouldn't have even had the chance uh, a few years ago to make the weekend, let alone, you know, turn into a nice week. So um, I think that's really the biggest thing. And, you know, like I said, I think it's just understanding myself a little bit better. Um, and that just comes with, you know, uh, the prep Monday through Wednesday of just kind of knowing where my game's at and knowing what I need to be working on and focusing on throughout the week. You know, I know that I've been asked a lot about, you know, being inside the top 50, you know, is that a main goal? It's like, well, it's just part of it. You know, we, when I was seven years old, it's not like my goal is to get in the top 50 in the world. We all dream about winning a major, you know, specifically kids are making putts on the practice putting green to win the masters, you know? And so that's stuff that, you know, this is just kind of a step in the road and um, I'm enjoying every minute of it and making sure that I am enjoying it. And, you know, it's 
this past two years, especially, I guess, the past year with COVID, you know, not knowing, um, you know, the beginning of last year, my goal was to get on the PGA Tour, and all of a sudden, we don't have a chance of getting it unless we win three times, which it seemed like a bummer, but I kind of try to make sure I had the, the mindset of, uh, you know, if I go win three times, I'll be more prepared to play at this level. And obviously, I did a little bit of a different path and got through special temporary status, but, um, you know, I wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have even tried to qualify for the Open uh, if COVID didn't happen just because I was so focused with the Corn Ferry Tour. And I get fortunate enough to get a start and finish sixth at the Open and then turn that into special temporary status. So, you know, that's that whole, you know, that whole timeline basically, you know, there's no uh, goal or, you know, to try to be on the PGA Tour by this time. It was so uncertain that just get better every week and good golf takes care of a lot of things. All right, so that was Will Zalatoris from his press conference. Uh, Tomorrow, you're going to hear from Jordan Spieth right here. We're also going to go deep into the numbers of the golf industry. What exactly does it all mean, and is it sustainable as we head into 2021 and beyond? Because we heard, you know, there are millions of new people that are interested either in playing the game or have actually come into the sport, whether they were away from it for a while, family reasons, work reasons, interest reasons, whatever it was, or whether they're new to the game. The question is, where do we go from here? And how do we keep the good times rolling for the game of golf? That, as I've said many, many times, one of the things I love about the game of golf and and in fairness about sport in general is that they write their own story. It's not about how you are defined by people who may want to disparage for one reason or another. And golf is easy to disparage, particularly in a political year. It was attacked from many different directions. And yet, at the same time, it rose above it all because of the virtues of the game and the dignity that it has. To those virtues and dignity, firsttea.org is where you can get more information on the Leadership Academy that the First Tee is putting together with the PGA Tour Superstore. And we thank Greg for joining us earlier in the program and giving us all the details of the same. Nick Hardy and Annika Sornstam will be joining us on the program on Friday. Two ends of the spectrum, one a Hall of Famer that's coming back to play in earnest on the LPGA at the event that the LPGA has added at Lake Nona. That is her course, her backyard. Why not? So we're looking forward to Annika not only being on the show, but taking it to the field in a proper competition as well. And then there's Nick Hardy, who you've got a player that just like Will Zalatoris just hearing from, don't be surprised in six months or a year if it's Nick Hardy who gets featured in pre-tournament press conferences and more and highly touted because he is mad talent. He Monday qualified most recently, and it was it was you probably saw maybe the 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 video that went viral of him making the putt to get into the playoff, to get into at TPC Scottsdale and, and the fist pump that he was doing. There's a real fire that goes along with him. But I think you're going to be uh, amazed and, and, and enjoy the fact that the man that is behind him, the person that is behind him is someone that you can be a fan of as well. And we'll talk about that on Friday in more detail until then. Enjoy the golf today. Tomorrow I'll be right here where I am right now in the hotel here in Scottsdale on assignment for NBC and golf channel. Thank you to all of you, to Andrew and Dom for putting all the logistics together with all the technology to bring you the fairways of life show on a worldwide basis. Remember we're live every day. 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, We are digital radio and we are television on the digital radio side. You can find us as well on every major audio platform in the world. Always on demand. I I get a lot of people that tell me that they listen to us maybe when they're working out or, or on the drive or what have you. And I know that people are consuming us when they want to. And on the television side, we are actually too many places for me to name all the places that you can get the programming. 
Uh, but I, I know that you guys are out there. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube, please. Uh, and you can stay in touch with everything that we're doing, when we're doing it, and where we're doing, as I mentioned, uh, this week here in Arizona. Thank you, as always, for your company and being a part of the ride. Uh, if we're spared, we'll be back again tomorrow to do the same thing. Bye for now.